0: Hi, Sally. Hey, Tyla. How are you? I'm good. I need to set down my water. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now how are you feeling that you've done that? I'm feeling much better. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, if I have to hold my water for this entire intro, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that you took care of that. How? um What's the best thing that's happened to you since... We last recorded.
0: Oh boy. I am so excited to tell you this because it happened today. And then I was trying not to text you because I knew I was going to talk to you. Oh my gosh! This um, is great. I mean, now I've really built it up a lot. <laughs> 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 um, I woke up this morning to a text message from a number that I didn't know. And it was about the podcast. Oh, and it was like, Hey, I've been seeing the podcast. Um, and I responded and I was like, Oh, my God, thanks so much. Like, it means so much to me. Who is this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the person responded and said, like, you might not like this answer, dot, dot, dot. Uh Um, And it was my... It's an ex-boyfriend from my freshman year of college. Oh, wow. And I was just... uh, It was so great, because my first reaction... Was just, like, this leap of joy inside my heart. And, like... That relationship was so um, tumultuous. It was, like, the first time I ever had my heart broken. And, boy, that relationship did a number on me. And I've done a lot of healing around it this year. And... It was so nice that when he said who he was, my first reaction was to be really thrilled to hear from him. Love it. I know. And then I was like, oh my God, and it's so nice that you've been listening to the podcast. And then we were texting back and forth a little bit. And he's someone that I've thought a lot about, you know, because that relationship was, um, it was big in my life Mm -hmm. and in making me who I am today. And, It was just so nice to have that little, like, reconnection. That's so good. I'm so excited about that. Yay! Me too. And then, weirdly, I... This is maybe related. I was drinking iced tea out of my favorite blue glass today, and it fell, and it shattered, and I was so sad. And then I thought, well, that's okay. And then I thought, oh my gosh, this glass belonged to the household of another ex boyfriend whose name was also Matt and my current like my current boyfriend's name is Matt and it's like all three of these men <laughs> named <laughs> Matt <laughs> and all three of them like showed up in my life in some way today and I was just like this is really interesting.
1: That well, is interesting. <laughs> oh, boy, so is that's good. my story. That's some good
0: stuff. Yeah. I, I was I'm feeling really excited about it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that you were not that upset about the glass shattering. I know that sometimes can be really upsetting for you.
0: Yeah, I get really attached to physical objects, and I really do love that glass, but when it shattered, I wasn't even upset. I was just like, oh, like, that's a bummer, but that just means that I get to buy a new glass next time I see one that I like.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I have a really, like, I have a thing for glassware.
1: (laughs) You do. As you know.
0: (laughs) Um So, if anyone out there wants to send me a present and sees, like, a gorgeous (laughs) blue drinking glass, that is, like, something I'm in the market for.
1: Or you can email us a link. uh,
0: You can do that, too, and I'll buy it myself. You don't even have to buy it for me. Yeah. Just send me the link.
1: Okay. Sally, what is the best thing that's happened to you since we last talked? So, I, this morning, I, um... Justin and I were supposed to go run to or jog, whatever. To you jog, well, so here's the thing I was
0: like, I used to
1: because I used to love running, but then I, you know, I had those knee issues, so then I stopped running altogether and I didn't run for literal years. And then, since I've been feeling so much better about that, and since that has pretty much healed then over the last year or so i've gone jogging a few times but not that much i still don't do it that often cuz i don't want to like mess it up mm-hmm. like i'm like really afraid of that but i do still love to do it but i also as part of that i've stopped jogging like i don't jog the whole way what i do is that i'll kind of power walk you know i like to walk so i just kind of like pick up the pace which <laughs> maybe is weird cuz I walk really fast already, but I pick up the pace, (laughs) a power walk. And then I'll like run for like a verse and a chorus or something like while I'm listening to great music. Um, I like that.
0: That's how you measure it. You're like
1: a verse and a chorus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) oh man, yeah, this is going to be great. And then once it, you know, once it like cools down, then I will slow down my pace and I'll go back to my power walking anyway. So that's how I jog, run, whatever. Justin was, I guess, not aware of this. He thought that I was going to jog the whole way. So, like, in my head when he was like, we're going to jog to the Culver City Steps, I was like, oh, great. This is so good to be so fun. But, like, he meant, like, jog the whole way. (laughs) I was not down with that. And my body was like, I don't understand what you're doing right now, but it's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I also didn't feel well. So, like, I kept, you know how, like, I don't, I really hate when I fail at, like, physical things. This is a thing (laughs) in my life. So I just like at the beginning, I was like, just really pushing myself. I was like, no, I will run the whole way and I'm going to make it there. And it's going to be so great. It was a complete disaster. (laughs) 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 And like, I kept trying to go and Justin just kept looking at me like, you do not look well.
0: (laughs) I'm interested to see how this turns into the best thing.
1: It was still the best thing because here's what happened. First of all, when we got there, I was like, "Look, I'm not gonna do this." Because he like wanted to like hike up the steps and like come back down, and then like run back or whatever. But I really honored myself. Like I actually stopped listening to that voice that always pushes me physically, and was like, "I really do not feel well. I'm gonna go back." But I wanted him to have this experience because he's been looking forward to it. So after some arguing, I, I convinced him to you know still do the thing. And I just got to walk all the way back home. And as I was walking home, I was listening to Sarah Bareilles' little voice, which I haven't listened to in years, Mm -hmm. I realized. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is such a great album. Why did I ever stop listening to this? So it turned into this wonderful experience. I was very happy that I honored my body instead of trying to push myself. I was very happy that Justin still got to have the experience that he wanted. And I was really happy that I got to listen to Sarah Bareilles on the way home. It was all like a win-win. Win, win, well, win. that's great. I'm glad you
0: honored your body, too.
1: Yeah. So that's that's the best thing that's happened to me. Oh, boy.
0: I might have to honor my body and turn on the air conditioning here in a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot in New York. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, it feels like 113 degrees. It
0: feels like 113 degrees. It's so funny. I have AC, but only in my bedroom and I had it on a little bit ago and then I walked out into the hallway and I literally like yelled out loud because it was so hot and I was so unprepared oh my gosh <laughs> boy well that's enough of that yes I'm excited to get started today let's get to it our guest today is Chantelle. hi Chantel hi welcome thank you
2: thanks for having me on guys so excited to talk
0: to you so Chantelle is here with us today to talk about an experience that she had a year ago, because the podcast is a year ago today, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a year ago today, Chantal found herself in Scotland and she was there for a job and she anticipated that the trip was going to be hugely reinvigorating for her in her life. And then... What happened is she got there and instead of feeling reinvigorated, felt really sad and like a total ghost of herself and found herself far away, feeling not how she had expected to feel. Is that about sum it up?
2: (laughs) Um, That about sums it up. I actually looked up and a year ago today when I was in Scotland, I was talking to my therapist because she was kind enough to do a skype session with me a year ago today and i was talking to her about all the things i was experiencing and she and she mentioned well you're not having fun i went yeah i'm having fun but i feel like i am a ghost of myself having fun in my own body but watching very like I'm floating above myself watching myself walking the cobbled streets of Edinburgh and wondering what are you doing what are you doing with yourself mm-hmm. she goes you are burned out what huh that's interesting
0: you're like oh is that what that <laughs> <Yes>. is <laughs> so i
2: was like oh you know i've been tired before she's like no no you're burned out that's that's what this is right now you are clinically burned out and it is a thing. So I, f- is that clinical? Um, I didn't know that was a it, clinical thing. Yeah, <laughs> she said that a lot of people experience it. And I don't know necessarily, because I, I am not a, a licensed counselor or anything like that, but she did mention that a lot of ex- people experience it, experience burnout. And I think that might be a nickname for it, but it's right. It is something that especially a lot of people today in today's society experience. And that it should be recognized and not just you feel tired or you feel X, Y, and Z that you finally pushed yourself to a limit. And I unfortunately met that limit in Scotland.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, before we go too far, um I'm gonna invite you to close your eyes for a second and take a deep breath and really go back to that day. Maybe like right before you were gonna have your call with your therapist. And If you can, in one word, tell us how you were feeling.
2: Other. Very other. Other. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's a word that we've not ever had before.
2: Yeah. How interesting. (laughs) Where I... It's one of those feelings where, you know, when you become very aware of yourself and that you are looking through your eyes out into the world Mm -hmm. and very connected, I felt very attached from that and felt, I don't understand what I'm looking through right now. Mm. And I knew it was me because I've never looked through anyone else's eyes. I have not found the secret John Malkovich hole, uh, (laughs) in, in anywhere. Um, so it was, it was weird to feel like I was not myself, but I was myself, so other, I think, is a, is a good word. How
0: did you feel after that conversation with your therapist when she kind of gave you a little bit of a framework to understand what was going on? Did you feel any better? I,
2: I think it allowed myself to feel okay with how I was feeling in Scotland because I felt that I wasn't taking full advantage of being there. I was expecting, because I was going through not a hard time in New York, but I was having growing pains with New York, uh, just with jobs and with relationships, both romantic and friendship and family. And then... I got this opportunity to go to Scotland for the whole month of August and went, all right, this is going to be my version of Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm not going to, you know, if no one goes. I'm going to eat my way through Scotland with a bunch of haggis. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray. <laughs> and
2: actually, uh, with the loving, um, my friend told me that I should go on Tinder when I was in Scotland. Oh, so I definitely yeah. did that, too.
1: Dating abroad <laughs> is quite. An I dated
2: abroad and I had a very, I think even around this time too. Um, one of the dates that I went on, he stuck for the whole month, and he's a very nice guy. And he, it was like a movie was happening. He asked me what I was doing after. After I'm going to give it to him. Let's say five dates. I think it was probably three dates. He asked me what I was doing after this contract, <laughs> and I went, "Well, I'm going to go back to America, back to New York." And he said, "Well, what if you stayed?" And not somebody's punking me, I'm being filmed. <laughs> this is some fake reality show. This doesn't Aww. happen in real life. And I did a lot of, "Uh, but what? What? What are you talking about?" So it was it was funny because I felt like a lot of stereotypical things were going great. I was employed, I was employed in the arts, Um we were, I was dating this guy and he seemed to like me or want to get to know me better, wanted me to move to Scotland mm-hmm. and I was in a foreign country so you think all these things would line up and but yeah, this is great. Nah, <laughs> it was, it was great but it was not at the same time. I, I fully appreciate my time there and I learned a lot, but it was, it was, it didn't feel quite right. If that makes sense.
1: So were you feeling, I want to know more about how you were feeling when you were still in New York. I know, you know, you mentioned, you talked a little bit about what was happening, but I guess like, why were you, how are you feeling that made you so eager to get to Scotland? Um, i
2: just come off of doing my first indie film as a second assistant director, and I had made a leap in my career, I felt, and I was trying to look for the next thing coming up and couldn't necessarily find it, and a lot of things that I was finding, it felt like taking a step back in my career and not maintaining the momentum that I finally felt like I was given the opportunity and wanted to just go full force, go at it. And I couldn't figure out how to maintain that momentum. So when, and this job opportunity oddly fell into my lap where a friend of mine, not even a friend, an acquaintance at the time, now she's a friend, um, mentioned, I'm, I heard of this person looking for a non-equity stage manager. I didn't know, I thought a few immediately, are you interested in going to Scotland? And I went, well, I'm currently looking for my next job. That sounds amazing. Why wouldn't I want to go abroad? It was my second time going out out of the country because I had only previously gone out of the United States in May of last year, too. So um, it seemed like, yeah, I just need to keep up this momentum of trying to explore new places of feeling somewhere that the world is learning about this world and learning that it's bigger than just this pocket that we create for ourselves in New York and felt very that New York is sometimes very, as big as it is, it's very isolating Mm -hmm. and felt very kind of stuck in a rut here. So I was excited to find a new outlook and a new change if that answers your question Sally yeah
0: that's gotta be hard to be like like oh I'm gonna go on this trip (laughs) it's gonna change everything (laughs) life is gonna be great and then you get there and you're like okay (laughs) um everything looks like it's going so well and I do not feel happy kind of like what is wrong with me?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my friend gave me, and I'm trying to read it from afar. She made me this little picture, and it says, "Travel not to find yourself, but remember who you've been all along." And she, tr- Ooh, I love yeah, that. she she tried to, because I kept on telling her, you know, I'm going to go refine myself and things like that, and she kept on going, you well, you are who you are, you are. Not you now. <laughs> it's like, no, but we don't know. <laughs> I just, I felt like I was missing something. And the something I think that I was missing is that I wasn't attuned to myself. I was pulling 20-hour days and just working and not giving myself time to recover from all the jobs that I had been doing and just constantly go, 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 go. And even trying to... because. When I was working in TV and, uh, TV and film and even in theater, I would fill up my days with work, and then when I wouldn't have work, I would try to fill up my days with social things. And very rarely would take time for myself and to check in and go, but really, how are you doing right now? Are you tired? Do you need to take a nap? No. And find myself mm-hmm. that when I finally would need to do those things, I would crash or I would get sick. And then it just, I wouldn't heal properly or just be sick for a long period of time um so that's how that's how i sort of was in new york just going through the cycle of work trying to have a social life trying to do things and just felt like trying was all that i was doing as opposed to actually doing but i was doing things
0: well but it's like that i mean I've had that feeling before where it's almost like you run, 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 run. Even if the things that you're filling your days up with are things that you enjoy, like people that you want to see, work that you love. But it's like that sense of constant motion where then when you're in a moment that you should be enjoying, you're not able to actually relax into it and enjoy it because you're thinking about the next thing. I don't know if that... I'm just like, this sounds so familiar. I've, I've been <laughs> yeah. there
2: yeah oh yeah totally i think a lot of people now hindsight i think a lot of people have experienced what i what i have and you you read about it you hear about it you're like yeah sure but that's not me i'm fine (laughs) i can do it no i yeah i'm
0: fine (laughs) i i hit that wall and I,
2: i hit it hard and i wish i didn't hit it where i was uh but you know you you can't control things and I was very well aware of that when I was
1: over there. Why
0: do you say that you you wish you hadn't hit it where you were?
1: Um, I felt like I...
2: When I was over there, there were so many opportunities and things that I felt like I could have taken advantage of more. Uh, but I was at the point where I... My show was late at night anyways. It was happened around 11, 12 o'clock, so by the time I got back to my flat, it was 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, so I'd do reports until 3, 4 in the morning, and I would find myself that I would just sleep till 2 or 3 and go, well, what am I... I'm not taking full advantage of being over here and being abroad, and I felt, even when I was on a trip in May that anytime I go places that I need to go and experience things and go sit places and just do things and trying to immerse myself in the life to really gain global perspective, to gain any perspective. And I thought that that's what I was going to try to do and even gain perspective on myself. But Mm -hmm. I just felt like sleeping most of the time.
0: (laughs) I hate that, that pressure, that you feel sometimes where you're like I have to get the most out of this experience Mm -hmm. because I feel like (laughs) either you're in a place where you feel like you can't do that and then you feel bad about it or you push yourself and end up not enjoying yourself because you're pushing so hard to get the most out of it it's like this weird catch 22
1: yeah I think that that's an, an interesting thing that like Maybe I got over it really soon into my traveling life because now, whenever I go anywhere, people are always like, Oh, what are you going to do there? And if it's a place where I'll be more than, you know, a couple of days, then usually my reply is I'm going to do whatever I normally do. I'm just going to live my life in this other location. (laughs) Like I'm going to, you know, Berkeley and I'm going to just live my life in Berkeley. I'm going to work. I'm going to go to coffee shops. I'm going to eat out. I'm going to spend time with people that I know if I happen to know people in that city. And then if not, then I'm going to wander a lot. Um, but I think that it, it that pressure is real. And it's it is really interesting, though, because once you let it go, you get to enjoy everything so much more because, I mean, you were even able to date. So obviously you were doing something other than sleeping. I was doing something other than sleeping. (laughs) You got somebody to fall for Uh you.
0: (laughs) I just really wanted to be like, I don't Yeah. (laughs) Well, so I'm curious. I'm curious about having someone label what you're going through. You had someone be like, Oh, this is Mm -hmm. burnout. Were you able to relate to yourself and to how you were feeling differently after you had that conversation? I think I
2: was able to allow myself to... Once I put a label on it, which I I hate the fact that I was like, yeah, once I was able to put a label on it or put a name to it, <laughs> I went, duh, that's it. And I, I'm i a talker. I like to talk my problems out and talk about it with multiple people, not just with my therapist, but with like my folks and... Uh, my friends, and when I, I was fortunate to talk to one of my best friends and I told her about this, she went, yeah, duh. <laughs> Did you not know? <laughs> went, no, no one told me. She goes, I've been telling you this for years.
0: <laughs> like you weren't listening.
2: Went, yeah, but I guess it's it's one of those things when you finally phrase it in the certain sentence in that certain way that syntaxes all of a sudden make sense to you. That it that mm. the glass shattered, and I saw what was beyond it. And went, Oh, there I am. I'm tired, mm. I'm burnt out. And it allowed me to. I was then, after that conversation, more accepting to go, No, if you need to sleep, sleep. If you need to do those things that your body needs you to do, do them, even though. My whole life, my mom kept on going, well, you're sick, so you should sleep because if you don't sleep, you're not going to get better, which should be a very mm-hmm. fundamental and elementary thing. I was, no, I have all these job responsibilities. I haul up all of these things that I need to do and just felt the weight of everything about life, Thought I need to be in a certain place in my life. I need to do certain things in my life stuff, 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 stuff and trying to maximize the time and everything and just trying to be as efficient as possible multitasking, all this stuff but once I once I was told by somebody who is a third party who only tells who only observes me from what I tell them to, I think was very eye-opening as opposed to somebody who sees me in my everyday life and you know I can can change who I am on a day, not change who I am, but go, you know, I'm, if I'm tired today, I'm going to drink a cup of coffee and I'm going to perk up and move forward and it will be fine. No one can tell that I'm tired, which in reality, I feel like everyone could tell that I was tired.
0: Yeah. We all think that we're like hiding things so well, are yeah. <laughs> like, no, everyone, everyone knows. <laughs> well, there's something really interesting coming up for me we're talking about this, like, what happens for you internally after you label something? Because I think that, in general, the idea of labeling things can be kind of a negative thing. Like, oh, we don't need to label this. Or, like, we're just going to exist. We don't have to put a label on it. Um, But at the same time, sometimes being able to identify something helps you feel a little bit more separate from it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that that's like the double-sided, or I don't know, double-sided, I don't know the phrase. (laughs) (laughs) There's two things about labeling. It's like, oh no, there's one thing about labeling. It makes something feel separate from you and that can be a bad thing and that's like why we want to sometimes avoid labeling, but I think that can also be a really good thing where you're like, this isn't me, this is my tiredness or like this is sadness or this is exhaustion mm-hmm. and if I can see that as separate from the core of myself it makes it a little bit easier to be gentle with myself and to deal with the thing appropriately
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I think for me too because while everyone says oh I'm tired oh I'm sad "One oh, this they seem very not to say generic things but Things that everyone is experiencing. So I know for me, I kept on going, well, everyone's tired. So mm. I'm not alone. And so I'm not special by, and this one unique circumstance of going, oh, I've worked 20 hours or I haven't slept in days properly. So why am I entitled to? go, Oh guys, I just need to take a moment and not, (laughs) not function for a second. Um, but it, to just be aware of what your body needs and not, and people are different. Some people can do that, or some people are also just not aware of what their body is telling them. And I, I am one to be, I'm horrible with, Being attuned to what my body needs, half the time I walk around and I go, "Oh, there's a new bruise. I must have run into a door. Don't know when. Maybe two days ago. Maybe five days ago. Huh? Wonder what happened.
0: If it makes you feel better, I do that too. I'll be like, "Where did that bruise come from?
1: The other day, I I saw that my hand was bleeding, and I was like, "What "What happened? (laughs) What did I scratch my hand on? Oh my god! And you."
2: Not no. and you wonder like, this is the body that I have it's not like oh let me you know pause I'm gonna go I'm gonna jump out of my skin and you know, go go grocery shopping and you know, I'm gonna leave I'm yeah. gonna park you here stay tight don't bump <sighs> into anything and I'll be back
0: <laughs> stay tight don't bump into anything I love that <laughs> I feel like I should give my body that pep talk every morning like don't bump into anything and don't trip
2: over you know walking basic human thing you think Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, it's so funny because it's like, I love what you said about feeling like, oh, but everyone's tired. Mm -hmm. I think what really is happening there is that the majority of people don't take care of themselves. And it's a little bit like, well, if nobody else is taking care of themselves, who am I to take care of myself? And that's kind of that thing. Like when you start becoming, at least for me, I can only speak about my experience, but as I've become more attuned to myself and to what I need, I do sometimes fear that I am being selfish or that I am being perceived as selfish. And at the same time, I'm like, you know what? It's not my fault. No one takes care of themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. I have started to love myself enough in the last year to take care of myself the way that I know I need to be taken care of, not all the time, but more than I did in the past. And I feel better. And I also have a lot more to give to others now that I've learned to start doing that. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm just saying, I hear you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, completely. Cause you, I feel like it's, Especially nowadays when we have all the social media platforms and you see people just going, 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 and you see all that they're accomplishing and going, man, I need to accomplish just as much. Or why am I not accomplishing more than I am? Oh, it's because I'm being... I I compare it to me being lazy and that I'm not living up to my full potential. And in reality... I just need to also take a breath that, yes, there are some moments where I don't feel like doing something, but that doesn't mean that I am being lazy and that I think Mm. that I kept on going from zero to 60 with that. Either I was being lazy or I wasn't being lazy and not the relaxing wasn't in my vocabulary.
0: Is that part of your vocabulary now? Yes.
2: I'm trying more so now. I'm... At least at the point now where I can recognize it in myself and go, oh, you need to take a day. You need to not hang out with anybody. You need to not do X, Y, and Z. Those errands can wait and just do nothing. And that's okay. And to allow myself to go, if you want to binge watch on Netflix, you can. And that is an okay thing to do. Or go outside and (laughs) read a book. Or try to I've I've always been bad about making time for myself and just myself uh I think it stems I think looking at myself I think it stems from me being an only child and (laughs) being not growing up being alone because my parents were there it's not like they left me alone going all right kid see you when you're 18 um (laughs) but There wasn't a sibling or anything like that around. So there was some downtime. There was alone time. And I felt that now I want to, you know, always try to do something and have people in my life and do X, Y, and Z. Um, And just go, 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 go. But I need to also, I can go, but I need to also stay at the same time and learn that both things are totally valid.
1: I love that. That's, that's my current edge. Like I feel guilty anytime that I'm taking a break, like as if these people are accomplishing so much more than me because they didn't take one nap. (laughs) Like it's absolutely ridiculous when I actually think about it. I'm like, they're not... This doesn't make any sense. But I'm still like, oh, I can't take that nap because then I won't... Whatever. But
0: don't you find... Publish Well, but don't you find that when you allow yourself to take breaks... And this question is for both of you. Um, When you allow yourself to take breaks, that you're so much more productive? Because I find oh, totally. that when I'm, like, working myself into the ground, I don't get shit done.
1: Yeah. No, it, it makes no sense because even like past experience shows you like, Oh, when I take breaks, I thrive. And when I just keep going and pushing things get bad, but like, that's not the story that we hold in our head. And so I don't know. It's annoying. I I completely (laughs) agree. (laughs) It is annoying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. With productivity, I feel that especially with a lot of people's jobs, You don't necessarily see the fruits of your labor right away. And so it's hard to say, I've been productive, but look at this not tangible thing that I did today. (laughs) And especially when you don't, like, today I'm going to craft and I'm going to make this object. Sure, you can go, look, mom, or look, roommate, I made this planter for this new plant that we had. Great but then sometimes when you go I just want to be productive mentally and do x y and z but there's nothing tangible that came out of it even just you know I brainstormed and have these five bullet points and that's what I came that's what I came from with this 5 hours of work that I did yay bullet points <laughs> you feel you feel a little like oh I didn't but I didn't really do much so I find it's mm-hmm. hard to be sometimes productive in, in a lot of things that we want to do, especially when we don't have the, the tangible thing to hold on to. Guys like say our, my time in Scotland was really productive mentally, but I can't show my brain and go, this is the chart that where I was at mentally. I was in X place. Look how sad. Now I think I'm in a much better <laughs> mental place over here on this graph. <laughs>
0: Look how productive I've been. Look how productive
2: I've been. (laughs) Look how much sleep I've gotten. The bags under my my eyes have decreased by maybe this much. Wow. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm just... Which is amazing because that is really productive. I guess it's just like, what is the product that you're looking for? Is it to be a healthy, happy individual? Or is it to, like, have the most to show, like, tangibly? Mm. I think it's... But Mm. I think... I think that the more time spent on number one in the long term definitely results for more in both categories.
2: Totally. Mm -hmm. Because,
0: I don't know, I feel like I've just spent a year basically doing what you're talking about. Like, what have I done in the past year? And I was thinking about this. I don't fucking know. I have no (laughs) idea what I just did with the last year of my life. But what I do know is I am so much happier Than I've ever been before. And like, even though I feel like I don't have a lot to show for it, like tangibly, I feel like I'm about to enter a new phase of a level of productivity that I've never known before just because I'm a happier person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard, not hard, it can be challenging to own that and to to be like well I know that no one else sees what I've been doing but like I feel different and it matters
1: mm-hmm. yeah this whole conversation is like <laughs> <laughs> do you guys
2: also now feel that a year while it still seems like a long period of time is actually just a blip on the radar
0: Oh my yeah, yes. totally. I was thinking, I was thinking, I've been thinking a lot lately because it was just kind of around this time last year when I left my job. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about, like, for how long I was unhappy before I did something about it. And then I was like, you know, but deep down I have a feeling that when I look back on that period at the end of my life, it will seem very short compared to the rest of it. And it's like, I've been beating myself up, I think for being miserable and not realizing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it felt like I was in that for a long time when I was living it. But even now, when I look back on it, I'm like, Oh, but you know, I had to go through that to get where I am. Mm -hmm. And a year felt like a very long time while I was slogging through it one day at a time. But looking back I feel like it was yesterday that I was in that unhappy place.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. It's like just Sally and I were just talking on an episode, A couple. I don't know which episode, about how, how part of like evolution as a human is learning how to hold these two contradictory ideas or principles inside yourself at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what that is. It's like, yeah, it took so long, but it also really didn't take long at all in the scheme of things. Yeah,
2: completely. Where you feel like you want to try these new things, but going, man, it just takes you so long to sometimes get to, to get to master or to feel comfortable in doing something. Like for me, Mm -hmm. even in a... The first, the first thing that actually came to my mind is, I want to one day be able to do a downward dog with my f- ankles on the, with my full foot on the <laughs> oh ground.
1: My gosh, that you'll would be, be able amazing. to do that. Yeah, but
2: it's one, it's one of those things where it takes, it takes so long, and you're doing it, and you're doing it, and you're doing it. Finally, one day, for some reason, the stars align, a unicorn was born, and then your feet <laughs> all of a sudden descend to the ground and went boom that has not happened to me yet, but it's, it's weird (laughs) to me. I think that's why time is such a weird thing that all of a sudden one day it happens and you go, but why, why did it happen this one day? Uh, And I think that's what I, I struggled with for so long and with any like heartbreak or trying to get over jobs or trying to get new jobs or relationships or, you know, like, why can't I just be there now? And Mm -hmm. it's it's awful. I
0: mean, that's the question. Yeah. (laughs) It's just reminding me I heard, or like, not heard, but read the most beautiful poem on Facebook that somebody shared today. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to share it with you
1: guys. We'd love Mm -hmm. to hear it. We've never done this before. (laughs) Yeah, this is exciting.
0: All right, so I'm pulling it up. If you hear like clicking, it's because I'm like typing and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) This is great. Um, Because it's exactly this thing that we're talking about. About how, like, the concept of time, and you feel like it takes so long, but really, if you take one step at a time, you'll kind of be there before you know it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, boy. Facebook is being slow.
2: As it's loading, too, I am realizing that while I had all these realizations in Scotland... And felt like, oh, being there for a whole month, especially when you go somewhere and you're visiting somewhere for a whole month, it feels like it should be a long period of time. And Mm -hmm. for me, the days, some of the days did feel long, but the weeks went by fast and the month just flew. And all of a sudden I was back in New York. But Mm -hmm. the day itself going, oh man, this Thursday, woof it is taking a minute to, to trudge along. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think that that's funny. Like time works. Well, I mean, I guess time works differently all the time, mm-hmm. but it is funny how time works differently when you feel like you're in a new space and you're just like, cause everything is mm-hmm. new. I think it's because you're more present. I think that's why sometimes it feels like it's longer. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, wait. I think I
0: might actually know the science behind this. Great. Um, So funny. I don't know if I'll be able to explain it properly, but it's like when you're in a new place or experiencing something new, your brain has to work a lot harder to process. Mm. Not work a lot harder, but your brain has to process a lot more things. So if you Mm. think about, like, going somewhere and then your return trip, how it always feels faster on the way home it's yeah. because on the way there your brain is processing so many new things that the amount of energy expended just makes it feel like a long amount of time but then on the way back your brain has already processed a lot of what you're seeing in it, and it has like almost like a foundation to start hmm. from mm-hmm. so that's yeah, is, science is cool. hashtag science hashtag science <laughs> um, alright I found the poem great okay I feel a little nervous about like reading poetry but here we go um so my friend Trish shared this um it says start close in don't take the second step or the third start with the first thing close in the step you don't want to take start with the ground you know the pale ground beneath your feet your own way to begin the conversation start with your own question give up on other people's questions don't let them smother something simple to hear another's voice follow your own voice wait until that voice becomes a private ear that can really listen to another start right now take a small step that you can call your own don't follow someone else's heroics be humble and focused start close in don't mistake that other for your own. Start close in. Don't take the second step or the third. Start with the first thing, close in. The step that you don't want to take.
1: I'm obsessed.
0: I love it. I know. So good, right? Uh, David White, spelled W-H-Y-T-E. I really like that.
2: I'm going to look his stuff up now, Tyler. I'm not No, it
0: feels appropriate, right? It's like, just... Even if it's like talking about taking care of yourself, just take that first mm-hmm. step. Mhm. Even if that's taking a nap.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Well, that was oh, true. true. Now I have so many things to read <laughs> that you've recommended, Tyla. Still need to find The Queen's Gambit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I basically <laughs> just like walk around in life. Like and when I have conversations with people, if they bring up something, I'll just be like, Ooh, have you read this book? Have you read this book? Cause I, <laughs> there's so many amazing ideas out there that have helped me so much. Mm-hmm. I just want to share them with everyone. Oh, well, I'm curious to know after you identified feeling burnt out and you had some time left in Scotland, were you able to enjoy the rest of that time?
2: And how did you end up feeling about the trip as a whole? Funny enough, I think about around the time that I f- realized all this, I had, I think in the last week and a half, a week, I ended up getting sick. <laughs> uh, and there was a lot of stuff that I had yet to do. Like there's a... There's a small hill volcano thing called Arthur's Seat, and many of my cast members had just climbed it prior to hand. Yeah, it's nice. You get to see all of Scotland and things like that. And went, all right, in my last last couple days I'm gonna just do it and try to make the most of my time. And I ended up pushing myself for <laughs> to do some stuff that I in hindsight, probably shouldn't have done, should have done that and laid my plans out and my days out better. Um, it was it was hard to cause I did have I did have some friends visiting the festival at the time and I just wanted to see them, see a little bit of home, hang out with my cast members, and do a lot of a lot of things. But then still having in the back of my brain, hey you need to take a second for yourself. Don't do all these things. You will, you're going to continue to push yourself to the point that it's hard to come back. And lo and behold, I did it. Uh, I got, I got sick because there was something called the fringe flu that was flying around everywhere. Cause every, Yikes, that right. Terrible. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds Sars-y and which just like need to put a mask on and call it a day. Uh, but I got it. And everyone, a lot of people that I knew had it too, but it was one of those sicknesses that everyone was like, well, we're still here and we still have to go to work. So we're just going to push through it. Um, and I felt like I,
0: that's like the theme for the day. Just, just push through. through.
2: Cause you can do it. Right. Um, and the answer was yes, but it, by taking the time and just relaxing and trying to maybe even just, sit at a cafe or just sit in the kitchen of the flat that we were staying at and they had a little garden outside. That would have been better. As opposed to climbing a baby mountain, which I did <laughs> <laughs> um, instead. But when I came back, I tried to implement a lot of things and go, okay,
1: mm.
2: don't, don't go zero to 60. There are a lot of miles in between that. You don't have to go there in three seconds. You can slowly put around 45, and that's okay. The nice mm. cruising speed. You don't have to <laughs> just put your...
0: <laughs> I love your analogies. I, uh, I speak
2: in metaphor <laughs> far too much.
0: They're so great. Um, well, I want to know more specifically, when you came home... What changes did you make? And is there any like thing is there anything specific that you can tell us about or was it just like a, a general attitude shift?
2: No, I think it was looking at my time and I looked at my time as an asset that I don't have to I still have a bad tendency of planning my week out but also planning my week out with time for myself. If I look at my day and my week and I see it packed full of things, I need to take a moment and go, no, that's not what I should do. Or am I in that time, is something just for myself? Am I going to a yoga class that I need to do, that I know I need to also mentally take care of myself, but also physically take care of myself? So I try to, I try to, I'm trying to listen to myself more and be very aware of my body and not just think of it as flying limbs that just exist in the space that we call the world and go, no, self, what do you want? What do you need? And I think I, after Scotland, I reevaluate more, which is both confusing and... clarifying at the same time go ah do I want this no I don't want this and have a lot of internal battles with myself and go yes no yes no maybe (laughs) but then allowing myself to go I don't need to figure everything out now and letting myself have time pass and not just jumping to you're going to do this you're going to do that here are the things let's do it go but allowing myself Mm -hmm. to live in this not necessarily gray area but mulling over things more letting things take time not making rash decisions
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i think for me one of the most liberating things has been you know sometimes you're like i have to make a decision gotten to a point now where i can be like you know i'm not ready to decide so my decision is i'm not going to make that decision today and then i can let it go and feel good because i'm like well at least i did make a decision yeah and it helps me relate to it a little bit differently whatever it is i guess decision making in general Mm
1: -hmm. it's all
0: good well chantal i'm also curious um I know we're coming to the end of our time, but we had touched briefly on how you were feeling inside of your relationships before you went to Scotland Mm -hmm. and then while you were in Scotland. And I'm wondering if this whole experience also affected how you exist inside relationship with friends, family, significant others.
2: Hmm. Interesting question, Tyler. Um... (laughs) I think I'm allowing myself to be more open. And it's something that I have thought that I felt over a period of time that what going, you no, know, you need to tell people what you need from them, as odd as, that, odd as it is to say, um, and just be as clear as possible and i'm trying to still now be a clear with myself and be clear with people saying i need x y and z and also identifying from them to what they need from me or what they're asking of me Hmm. and trying to like before i was listening to people but then now I'm trying to take an extra step and listen to the question that's maybe not being asked, either from myself or from them. Uh, For an example, I have a friend that I have thought that I'm pretty close with, and I've felt like we are getting closer, but then she finally told me, these are the things that I actually need from you that when we make plans let's not make plans and then go oh you had something come up with your family or you had something that came up and you're working late or something like that but let's try to when you know that you are free and can commit to the time let's make plans then as opposed to oh yeah things sound great oh let's do it oh but i can't oh but You can't. Oh no, I can't. And then just going back and forth and back and forth, but trying to just be. I don't think a year ago I would have. I would have. If I had that conversation, I would have felt, oh my gosh, I'm being such a failure of a friend. And we are, (laughs) we have come to this place like she doesn't want to be my friend. All these things. But no, it's just we we are adults now, and we can tell each other, what we need and what we need from each other. And it's okay to just listen and tell somebody what you need from them. It might be a harsh, a harsh truth. It might be something that they don't necessarily want to hear right then and there, but it might be better for everyone in the long run.
0: Mm -hmm. That's been coming up a lot for me lately too. It's like, let's have the uncomfortable conversations so that we can then come closer together in the way that we understand mm-hmm. each other. Ah, oh, I love it. I love yes. all of this. You too. So
2: good. I think I finally told my parents that sometimes I just need them to listen to me and not necessarily help me come up with a solution. And, <laughs> and they said, okay, you just have to let us know when you want that. I went, but can't you tell you've known me my whole life? <laughs> they go, No, (laughs) you have to tell us. We don't know. (laughs) And so that, I think that has changed our relationship because I am close with my parents and we do talk about most things together. And I'll, you know, talk to them like, Hey guys, X, Y, and Z, something with my, you know, something with my taxes or just something with my day. Should I do this? Should I not do this? I don't know. Um, and actually I've been feeling that I, have been doing that too much and not maybe able to make decisions on my own and that I feel like I need to talk it out more. So that's something I need to reevaluate as well. Like you can, that's okay. You can go drink that cup of coffee and don't have to talk to five different people about it. <laughs> Should I drink caffeine? Should I not drink caffeine? Oh no, it's going to be the <laughs> end of the world.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So funny. Um, it's, so true I feel like that I think one of the most valuable things I've learned is telling other people what kind of support I'm looking for and it's like if you need someone to just listen to you like you better say that because the the impulse is to try to fix and sometimes that's not what we need and I think the more specific we can be I mean exactly what you said like the more specific that we can be with what we need the more likely we are to get our needs met
1: and then everybody's happier Mm-hmm. Hopefully. (laughs) Wait, so Chantel, what ended up happening with the guy, obviously you did not stay in Scotland. Obviously I did not stay in Scotland. (laughs) But like, how did you come to that decision? I'm so curious about this guy. I'm all over it.
0: I know. We didn't talk about the juicy love stuff.
1: The
2: juicy love stuff. Just talk about the existential (laughs) crisis of like what's going on. Um, He was very nice, but it turned out, not it turned out, but a lot of the things where I I mentioned like, hey, I don't want to don't want to hurt you or by saying no and he goes well you don't know me I was like, but why are you asking me to move to scotland if i don't know you <laughs> i feel that's crazy because well i want to get to know you that's the whole reason why i'm asking you to stay and i think you're nice mm-hmm. I went, yeah i think frozen yogurt's nice but i'm not asking a whole factory to move in with me <laughs> to, in a flat that's so when he first asked me to stay, I did a lot of, uh, but what, huh? Who, you, are you talking to me? I don't know what's happening. And it was very rom-commy. And once I shut the door, I went, I, this is, this is how rom-coms come up. This is why they exist. Cause people have these moments and you think that they don't exist, but I had one and it's nuts. Um, he was okay. And we chatted a little bit afterwards, but I also, what I was coming off romantically was I had this guy that I was pretty head over heels for in New York. And then I left a month in May because this guy in New York, we had met in December of 2014 and then dated ish, uh, till April and then I went away for a month, and then I came back, and he didn't talk to me at all. I was like, What's going on? Oh. Yeah, it, it's a longer story for the time that we have. As um, I was about to say, that's another, another episode. episode. Um, but he, <laughs> I realized while I was over there and with this guy in Scotland that actually, while he was nice and was showing me around Scotland and treating me not like a stranger in this foreign land as 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 odd and medievalish as that is to say um, he <laughs> I realized that's not who I wanted and when I came back to New York I told this guy that I was head over heels for hey dummy uh, I spent a month abroad and had this really nice guy but you're actually who... I wanna be with, so don't ignore me. <laughs> we should talk about these things. Yeah. And right now we're come a year later where sweet me and the New York man are still together. So yeah. Wow. It's it's a it's well it's great. a tumultuous love story, but one that exists and it's mine, so taking ownership of it. Cool. Yeah. Well
0: it's kinda I mean, it's not kind of cool. It is cool that like This whole experience seems to be centered around you learning to identify what it is that you need and then Mm -hmm. to honor those needs yourself and also to ask other people to honor those needs. So it's cool that it seems that you've been able to carry that forward and continue doing Mm -hmm.
2: that. And I'm, I'm trying to tell myself that it's not a one and done thing that I'm like, oh, I'm aware of myself good job pat on the back and now next problem <laughs> that this is a it right. is a forever concept that you always have to be aware of yourself as again very simple and fundamental thing that you think should be common knowledge but for me it, it was not apparently
0: i find that most of the stuff is it's like the simplest concept on planet and you're like why did it take me 28 years to learn this <laughs> um, but earlier you used the word attunement and I love that word because I think that you can always continue to become more and more finely attuned mm-hmm. and that feels um, instead of feeling like some kind of like unreachable thing it feels like this good and open Feeling at least to me, yeah. mm.
2: completely. Even after this conversation, I feel more grounded. Is not even the right word, but aware. Because mm. you don't. For me, I always felt like I have to. I have to ground myself, and some some words trigger certain feelings for me. Um, but open, I think, is what I'm. I'm currently feeling. Just aware. The space that I occupy That's lovely <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well that's perfect that you just gave us a word um, Because I was going to ask You to tell us In one word how you're feeling Now about your whole experience
2: Maybe even Awareness mm-hmm. I think Awareness Would be a good word. Aware of myself, of relationships. That the ripple effects that I have, that people have on me, very stone in the pond, but that is not just a stone. That it's this constant, ever-dripping faucet, if you will. Mm -hmm. That it's not just a one-and-done thing, that it's the... The pond is constantly flowing and ebbing and just be aware of it. Don't just let it happen once and then you're identified with it once. It's a constant thing that you have to just be aware of.
0: Maybe it's like raindrops on a pond. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just to get really, like, feel good about it.
2: (laughs) Feel good, inspirational poster about it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to make a quote about that. <laughs> One of those, like, fancy quotes you see on Instagram and Facebook with a cool background. <laughs> yeah, those are great. I don't ever make those. <laughs> um, so, Chantel, if you could go back to yourself a year ago from and speak to yourself
2: from where you are now, what would you say? Take a breath. Take a moment allow yourself to feel all your feelings and not to let yourself be overwhelmed with them and trying to deal with them all at once that sometimes you just have to acknowledge what's there and let it go into the universe and let it come back to you and not just I have to deal with this now but to go I'm now aware of this, and will continue forward. Not Mm. even, not even continuing forward. That you have to do movement about it. That you can be on a swing set, and you're like you're moving, but you're not moving. You're not actually going anywhere, but you're you're still swinging up and down, and that's okay. You can be on a tire swing and just circle around and around and around, and but you're still not necessarily going anywhere but you're also going somewhere all at once and to allow myself to experience all those things and not expect anything to happen because of those movements that sometimes you just have to acknowledge something and go cool nothing happened and that's okay oh boy Oh,
0: good. That was amazing. I feel like yeah. I was having so many thoughts while you were saying that. And then I think I got to listen to it again because yeah, that, that was beautiful.
1: Shucks.
0: But I also want to say that the next time I need someone to help me frame something in terms of like a metaphor, I'm definitely going to call <laughs> you. <laughs> I got a lot. Because <laughs> it's so helpful sometimes. I love love all of those images of the, the tire swing and mm-hmm. all of that. Oh,
2: boy. Well,
0: ladies, I don't know about you, but I'm hot. Yes.
2: (laughs) It feels like 113 (laughs) or six. It does. It does. (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: Um, Well, Chantel, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. This has been magic. Thank you
2: guys for having me. I think you guys do great things. And everyone that I've been talking about went, wow, that's so nice. Yeah, I know. I think people don't have this conversation as much as they need to and so thanks for giving people a platform for it and to just listen to other people's stories
0: wow our pleasure it's our pleasure that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) all right so sally where can people find you on the internet
1: on the internet they can find me at sallymercedes.com or at unmuted expression.com, and you can find me on social media at Sally Simply. Where can they find you?
0: I'm at Tylafowler.com and Tyla M Fowler on Instagram, M for Megan, which is my middle name. <laughs> um and if you liked our intro outro music, that's by the lovely Zena Hell.
1: Yeah, you can follow her at Z Y N A. H E L on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can follow us or find us at a year ago podcast on all the social media. And you can also email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com.
0: Email us about everything. You guys, <laughs> yeah. we want to know everything about you yeah. because like this morning when I got that text and I was like, who is this? We don't have any idea who's listening. So if you even just want to like drop us a line and be like, hi, I listen to you. Um, we've been like taking a lot of time lately to really celebrate and feel grateful for all the people who listen. And it would be so much more fun if we actually knew who you were.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) But we do love you either way. Yeah, we really do. Um, all
0: right. So I think that's everything. Yeah, that's it.
1: Thanks so much, everyone. Peace out. Bye.